class. Exactly what it sounds like. Well, they could use it, I guess. You're listening to The Lawndale Lowdown. The Lawndale Lowdown. This is my Hello and welcome back, I guess, to the Lawn Tail Lowdown. It's been a while, this is episode 9. Um, I'm Ognog, I'm joined as ever by Princess Pasta, hello. We're still alive. We're still alive. Yeah, it's um, it, it's been a while since we recorded, I think. Um, if any of, If there's anyone who... Is listening to this and suddenly think, what? Who's maybe subscribed on iTunes or whatever and is surprised to see this? Well, yeah, hello. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we've tried. It's not for lack of trying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has been. We were just looking, and it has been almost nine months since an episode went out. And as I say, it's not been. It wasn't. It wasn't by design. Um, as as Pastor just said, we have tried on a couple of occasions. It's just technical difficulties and. Things happened, you know, we we had sort of problem scheduling, and then when we get a point where we were able to record, something went wrong, and we weren't able to get anything done. Like, I think the last, we tried to record, we actually recorded one just before, we tried to record just before New Year, but Skype decided it didn't want to work for me. So, yeah. But we are back. Um, there will be no references made to comebacks or whatever, because that would be obvious. <laughs> now I want to make a reference, but I'm not going to. I'm going to restrain myself. Yeah, I was going to say I'm 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 I, I'm trying to restrain myself. It's, anyone who knows me well knows I'm I'm not one to try. I'm not one to usually restrain myself in the process of trying to make a bad joke, but um, I will. And so, yeah. So if you if you if you're still stuck with us, then um, thank you. And I suppose the best thing for us to do is just. Um, get underway in the time on a tradition, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Which is by doing this. Does that mean we're on I TV? I wasn't going to work for a minute there. <laughs> the old classic <laughs> banner. So we're going to talk about um, Season 1, Episode 9, Too Cute. Um, and I've been wanting to get to this one for a while, for reasons that will become clear later. But anyway, the little um, plot synopsis, or the little one-sentence s- thing from Outpost Aria... When a classmate has plastic surgery to get a new nose, Quinn is convinced that she's less than perfect and needs plastic surgery herself in order to stay competitive in the cuteness department. This could never go No, I don't see any way. So, as the, as, the, as the description probably would make obvious, this is very much um, a Quinn-based episode. It starts off quite early on. You've got, um, you, get, you get the first... It starts off with kind of the first... First, that I can remember, um, instance of Quinn and Sandy being quite adversarial. Yeah, I think you're right, because they they don't really have too much back and forth in the other episodes, but this this one you get kind of more of a look into how they usually interact. This is kind of the first, this kind of establishes kind of how the relationship between Sandy and Quinn kind of, kind of goes, kind of goes moving forward. Um... You know, um, Sandy's telling a story, and then you know, <laughs> you know. Funnily enough, as soon as, well, pretty much almost as soon as, um, you know, Quinn shows up, the three J's are basically paying attention to her as they are want to do, and then suddenly everyone's everyone's attention, or at least Sandy and Quinn's attention, is taken by um, Brock, one of the students who turns up having had um, surgery on her nose. 
Yeah, she's a nose she has job. a nose job. Which, yeah. They end up talking about this plastic sur- surgeon who she went to to have it done. Um, and again, you know, Qu- Quinn and Sandy have a discussion about, you know, how shallow or deep they are or something like that, you know, just, um, you know, Quinn, you know, Sandy saying that Quinn has high standards and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, they start getting into that for some reason. <laughs> you know, while they're debating on how cute Brooke's nose is, you know, Dari gets dragged into it. <laughs> When she's just minding her own business talking to Jane. Which leads to the thing of saying, you know, you'll have you'll have to excuse me, my sister wants me to stay away. So obviously Dari is gonna go over <laughs> to to annoy Quinn. Um and you know, as as usual, Dari as you'll expect, Daria makes a comment that um you know, is a th- is um taken quite well. <laughs> When they just when she's trying to figure out what what it is they're looking at, and her response to Quinn's nose is, "Don't worry, it'll grow out." Oh yeah, she's <laughs> like, "Why would they ask Daria for anything?" <laughs> like, she's not gonna. That's not gonna go well. That's not gonna get a response. So anyway, they're talking at home, and Quinn's talking about um, her nose and everything about that, and which leads to Helen going on a little bit of um, a little bit of a long uh, monologue about um, surgery in general and how women are expected to. Um, are expected to look good, basically, you know, and it's a double standard, um, and 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 sort of saying, you know, she's not sure about surgery. I mean, it literally says she says, you know, when a woman gets elected president, it won't be because she got breast implants. To which Dari, of course, responds, at least she'll deny it, which is kind <laughs> yeah, of which is like... true, actually, in all honesty. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if you kind of look at, <laughs> and you know, Jake in, Jake is trying to be helpful, and as usual, kind of doesn't quite doesn't quite get it like Quinn says says imperfections instead of imperfections and then <laughs> and then Jake corrects what she says and Quinn's just like I knew it and Jake's just like oh great you know <laughs> and you know and you wonder and and you know you wonder why Jake tends to sort of stay to want to stay out of these sorts of discussions right like because <laughs> he's even when he's trying to be helpful he'll say the wrong he'll say the wrong thing or he'll get taken the wrong way well, he listens like halfway through the conversation. So, so then we get um, we get the return of everyone's favourite um, bitter uh, man-hating teacher, Miss Barch, who's who's decided to do an experiment with um, Kevin, where he was for he ha- he basically has to judge sort of the difference in reactions to him, like when he's dressed normally and then when he's got what she calls his special ugly face. <laughs> The makeup that she has him put on, and she's do and she's she's doing it basically to crush his ego for for no other reason than that. <laughs> she literally, literally, she literally even let. Well, I say she lets it slip. She literally says, "You'll take it off when I crush your ego." <laughs> I mean, which will never happen if it's Kevin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's he's, he's kind of that. yeah, he's not he's not smart enough. So anyway, then Quinn gets Daria out of um, class because she wants to go and see um, the plastic surgeon, Doctor Shah. Which is where you know this is this is this is a weird thing in this episode where it seems to be that suggested that Daria you know is somehow I don't know ugly or something the fact that you know they that there's a guy there with a girlfriend complains about the line being jumped and then sees Daria and goes oh that's an emergency I understand I'm like wow <laughs> wow well I think it's I don't know I feel like a lot of the earlier episodes are supposed to be kind of from her perspective. So I feel like, so like she just, you know, it's supposed to be from her perspective. So I feel like 
they have to make it like, oh, she's so ugly and everybody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody hates her. I don't like really think it's, you know. Yeah. So then we get to see, obviously, Dr. Shah, who is, who, let's be honest, who is clearly no stranger to surgery of her own. In fact, oh, I say she's, <laughs> in fact, I say she had um, quite a lot of it. And so she's, um, you know, Quinn's like trying to get, wants to get her nose fixed and Dr. Shah's like, you know, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But, she, but while she's there, she thinks, well, let's see if we can do something and, you know, punches up on a computer. Oh, yeah, let's give her, like, a cheekbones or something. I yeah, remember. Going, you know, I have cheekbones and he's saying, I'm, yes, yes, you do, and I'm sure they'll show up eventually, but, you know, you can have this surgery and have, it na- have them now. And notice how the she changes her hair as well, and notice how the picture looks a little bit like Doctor Shaw herself. Just a little. She looks exactly like. Yeah. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's like she's just de- almost like she decides she's um, what is it, six thousand dollars or something? Yeah, she's like it's only six thousand dollars. I'm yeah, like, yeah, all right, no, no big deal. So then Daria makes some comment about wanting to see Quinn in a, in another way, and and basically this this is the funniest part though, where she decides right what she's going to change about Daria, and basically. She looks like Quinn. <laughs> yeah, she changed her to look exactly like Quinn. <laughs> and she ends up giving her around, basically, because Dara is making some quips. She's saying, you know, I, I, I hate to see someone give up on themselves. And then she ends up giving her, um, what she eventually discovers on the bus home is um, is some, um, well, to use Dara's own um, description, practice boobs. <laughs> basically these, like, you know, things um, for, you know, sort of, I suppose, getting a feel of what it would be like. Basically. She gives her breast implants, like yeah, essentially, fake <laughs> implants, <laughs> which is an interesting um, decision and leads to an interesting line. <laughs> and Dari saying to Quinn, you know, you don't believe that woman. Basically, you know, it's her basically saying it's her job to make people feel bad about how they look. I think it becomes quite clear. I mean, I think it's become quite clear at this point that. Dr. Shah really doesn't have any sense of ethics at all. No, if she's, like, willing to give plastic surgery to all these teenagers. <laughs> yeah. And Daria ends up um, talking to Jane about it, you know, and just saying, you know, makes a, makes a very... Uh, makes, but it's a joke, but it's actually kind of a good point where it's like, you know, she's saying... Um, Daria's rec- recounting her experience and saying, you know... She's saying, you know, what could, you know, what could Quinn need $6,000 to fix... And then Dara's saying, well, you know, she said for 20000 she can make me look like Quinn. And to, to which, you know, Quinn's um, Jane's response is, you know, what do you want to look, look, look like that loser for? She needs six grand of, of plastic surgery. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite lines. <laughs> and what's he saying? saying, you probably only need one boob. You know, right, so. yeah, she's like... <laughs> you gotta love but, you Jane. Know, <laughs> that's how um, Jane really looks at life. So anyway... um. They come in later to find out that um, the rest of the fashion club have all had nose jobs, which is weird. Yeah, you know what? That's the part that like never made sense to me because like apparently they all got nose jobs, but like you, you know what I mean? Like it never comes up again, and they don't look like they got nose jobs. So like part of me believes that they didn't really get nose jobs. <laughs> yeah, and also, well, you know, I suppose I suppose these early episodes are supposed to be just you know standalone things, I guess, but or self-contained. But in any case, yeah. It's also, I mean, I may as well bring it up now while it's here. It's also very, it's also always, every time I watch this episode, it strikes me as, I don't get how it even happened in the first place. Like, how could they all afford plastic surgery? (laughs) Especially without their parents' knowledge. I mean, plus, I don't think it's expressly stated at this point, but I think judging by how 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 time goes on in the series, 
they must be like younger than 16 at this point. I think they're like, yeah, because they're freshmen, so they have to be 14, 15. <laughs> I mean, it's like, how would they even get it? Because surely their parents, not, surely all of their parents wouldn't have given them permission to do it at all. And also, even if they, and if not, and even if they did, where did they get the money? I think that's part of why I don't believe them. Like, I feel like it could be something like Sandy made up. Like, oh, we yeah, all got no shots. You know, <laughs> just to make Quinn feel like... <laughs> yeah, just to get Quinn to do something, basically. You know what? Give, given how... I'll tell you what, given how they are in future, that honestly would make sense. That she'd like, do now something that I'm like thinking that. about it, I'm like, that seems more likely. <laughs> it does seem more feasible, yeah. That's an interesting theory. <laughs> I, I I could see it as well, them just all putting plasters over their noses just to make it look like they've done something. And then Brooke, of course, comes back in having had... And even so, Brooke is the same year as them, isn't she? Um, I don't think or, we ever well, really it's never estab- It's never established, yeah. is it? I mean, I would assume so, seeing as she knows them all, but... Well, it's supposed to be popular, so, I mean, hey. <laughs> oh, oh, she just wants to be popular. I mean, in any other... I mean, at any other time you see her in the series, she does look pretty, you know, plain or something, so... She's probably, you know, the sort of person who, in that kind of school, probably isn't popular, generally. I mean, she clearly wants to be in the fashion club. And so yeah, she gets the... liposuction. And she gets it, what, does she get... I can't remember. I'm just trying to think the exact things, basically. Um... She had a, she had a, she had a waist basically made. Oh um, yeah, and then she had like her lips had done or something. Lips done. <laughs> so what is it? The weird thing is, literally says here. The line is like something like she says: "The average female has enough fat in her butt to keep her lips luscious till she's 70. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's like all right. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, and then we have um, Jane wanting to see the um, the breast implants that Daria has. Oh yeah, my favorite line. <laughs> Come on, Daria, show me your boobs. <laughs> Before they get a chance to do it, um, Kevin's like trying to get advice, which Daria just says, you know, a, m- a member of the medical community once told me money can make anyone look beautiful. And he's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and they're just like, what do you think Think she meant? And it's like, oh, who cares? He's gone. I can't pretty much. <laughs> and, then Upchuck, uh, and then it's almost as if on cue, the mention of boobs comes up. Oh, here's Upchuck. Oh, yes, of course. Who, who doesn't even know what they are. until He's like trying to figure out what it is. Um, it's thing he's what are you saying you're saying art project science experiment adorable pet yeah, Jane's response is a little of each yeah she's just like it's a fake boob and he basically gets freaked out by it and runs away which says a lot about Upchuck and so then Dara yeah so then meanwhile Quinn's trying to get six thousand dollars and so Dr. Shah Dr. apparently convinced her to, to try and convince her parents that she needs growth hormones Dari needs growth hormones to get the money oh yeah at which point she says, you'll probably grow into it anyway. <laughs> which, again, says a lot of... If, I mean, that's got... I, I don't think it's explicitly stated, but it must be Dr. Shah's idea, so... Yeah, it has to be, I mean... I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's just... This, this just kind of shows what kind of person she well, is. Well, really. honestly, I don't know. Quinn has made up some really... <laughs> crazy stuff before. <laughs> So Jane comes up with the idea of, you know, getting a collection. Oh, yeah, she's like, yeah, why don't you just raise the money? <laughs> to which point, you know, she starts talking to various people. And, you know, she talks to Andrea, who's basically like, you know, aren't you a little worried there might be a hell? I love, you know, like, she has the best lines. Like, she only has a few of them, but they're always really great. <laughs> have we done, I'm, I, I forget, have we done Daria Dance Party yet? I don't think we, that's a later No, one, not yet. It? it comes on, it's later. That, that has another one of her good lines, I think. 
where Brittany says, am I losing my looks? And she walks past and goes, they're gaining their senses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you say. She doesn't say much, but the lines she does come out with are good. So anyway, then she talks to Miss Barch. She's trying to convince Miss Barch, of all people. Yeah, like, she's going to help you pay for plastic surgery. <laughs> Barch obviously says, you know, obviously being sarcastic, saying, you know, send an inquiry to the um, US Department of Deluded Adolescents. And Quinn actually thinks that's a real thing and is trying to get the spelling out of her. Oh, yeah. <sighs> and then she's going to convince some slightly creepy boys, like, you know, what do we get out of it? And she's just like, and she's just like, nothing. The same thing you're getting now. <laughs> I'm like, I, why would she ask? The, like, I feel like she really tried to ask all these people that she knows it's not going to work. Yeah. She only gets a little bit of money. She goes back to Dari and like, she only ends up with a, with a bit of money, which is from Upchuck to rent, um, what is it, to rent, is it one or both of the um, the breast implants for the weekend? Oh yeah, he wants to like rent the fake boob. Yeah, he wants to rent the fake boob for the weekend. And then Daria basically goes on this thing saying, you know, I'll didn't, you know, telling her basically she's perfect and all this, and she'll deny she ever said it. But Quinn doesn't listen to her. Yeah, she's just like, oh, why do I bother talking to you? <laughs> until they find out that, um, you know, until they find out basically they discover that all of Brooke's surgery has basically gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, like her nose collapses or something. Her nose collapses and something. I think something happens with her lips as well. Yeah, I don't even that. something crazy happens. Yeah, her lips, they all slip down to the bottom. She's saying, you know, the, the fashion clubs will send her flowers, seeing as she won't be joining. <laughs> right. <sighs> and then we get the final bit, which is... And then we get um, Kevin's um, interpretation of what Diary said, which is literally to basically... He basically pays people money to say hello to him. Yeah, he pays people to be his friend. Like, he's like, hi, here's my bucks. <laughs> and they're going, hey, I like you. And then the kid the kid cries, so he gives him ten bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotta wonder where Kevin gets this money. He has like a whole bucket of money. Like, <laughs> yeah, so he has enough money to just give this massive line of people money. <laughs> and that's the episode, which is um, an interesting episode. I'll say that much. It's it's got some funny moments. I think it's good, like you said, if you take it as like a standalone episode and strictly as a comedy, then it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I I prefer it a lot more with with the idea that. Um, I mean, I had issues with it, but I, th- I feel like if we take it, take the whole thing with Sandy and the nose jobs to assume that Sandy's just doing it to get to Quinn, and they've not actually had anything done, you know, it, yeah, I think it makes it a bit more. It makes it a bit more realistic. It, it, it makes more sense, really. It, it it doesn't explain Brooke getting all the surgery that she gets, but still. Well, I think if it's just one person, you can kind of write it off as like, you know, there's always that one person. Maybe but, her parent, maybe her parents have a lot of money or something. I don't yeah, know. like if it's just her, it makes a lot more sense than like everybody. You know, so the idea of Sandy just basically coming up with this idea just to basically get to Quinn sort of makes sense. I mean, you think about it because she knows Quinn's gonna go crazy about it, like how yeah. she tried to raise money. So, like, obviously, I can see Sandy being like, "Oh, we'll just pretend we got no shot." <laughs> it's got some good lines in it and everything as well. It's a decent episode. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's like right in the middle. Like it's worth it's worth watching, it's you know. Mediocre. It's not like it's a bad. Episode. <laughs> yeah. It's mediocre. <laughs> We've seen worse episodes of this season so far. Have we? I think we. Yeah, I think we have. Have we? <laughs> I think we have. Yeah. Right I think um, you're right. <laughs> I think we have. Ever, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember now. None of them have been terrible. Nah, none of them have been that bad. They've been. They've been all at least decent. I think this is probably so far. Well, I think we we might end up if if we get that far, we might end up ranking episodes at one point anyway. So yeah, it's true. We'll get more into that. So um, got a few sound clips to play. So this is part of um, 
Sandy telling the story to the three J's. Tell the part about Quinn again. Quinn wasn't in that story. It was me, Tiffany, and Stacy. Well, then take Stacy out and put Quinn in. <laughs> poor, poor Stacy. <laughs> just take Stacy out and put Quinn in. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just keep keep everyone else. Just take Stacy out. It's fine. They're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to make the story better with Quinn. I just, I just love the thing. Was it? Tell, tell, tell us the part with Quinn again. Quinn wasn't in it. <laughs> And it's just like she wasn't in that story. <laughs> yeah, so, um, it's cute, apparently. What do you think, Quinn? It's cute. Just cute? Quinn has very high nose standards. I said it was cute! Oh, like you meant it. Eh, uh, it's cute. Well, at least I thought about it. I didn't just say it was cute without thinking. <laughs> I just love how adamant she is. <laughs> I love Sandy, like, oh, it's cute. <laughs> mean to each other. <laughs> she, has, she has a complete valley girl accent right there. She sounds so like one right there. She really yeah, It's cute. <laughs> lots of... Oh, Quinn. Quinn, wear, Quinn wears lots of things. I would never tell Quinn that she looks cute in that thing she always wears. I don't have a thing I always wear. If you say so. I have lots of things which I wear at different times, far apart in time. As you wish. I just love that. Yeah. I love... It makes it funnier because it's a cartoon and they always wear the same outfit. Yeah, I mean, Quinn pretty much wears the same outfit for, like, three seasons. I mean, Sandy's outfit does actually change. Well, I was going to say, well, Sandy does have a point. <laughs> I think that's just a reference to probably cartoons in general, though, that they generally wear the same outfits. And the fact that Quinn's so defensive about it. You know, an opinion from Daria, which is always welcome. So, Quinn's little friend... Or whatever. Take a look at this. What is it? It's Brooke's new nose. Isn't it cute? Don't worry. It'll grow out. As if that was ever going to go any other way. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of love the fact that, like, in the first season... I don't know, I feel like the fashion club was a little bit different. Like, part of me wishes they would have kind of, like, kept that, like... <laughs> Mean girls thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was sort of just it sort of it kind of just devolved into basically Sandy being um, unpleasant to people, really. Yeah, but like in the beginning, it's like even Tiffany and Stacy were kind of like you know not that nice as people. Probably would have made things a bit more interesting, I guess, if they'd stayed that way. Um, so we get oh, Helen talking about implants. I mean, you need to be presentable. Yes, it's a double standard, but women in business are judged on their looks, and there's no getting around that. But breast implants, I just don't know. Right. <laughs> Quinn's reaction there, right. Because it's like obvious that Helen is like not even thinking about her anymore. <laughs> She's going off on her own little thing. Makes, makes you wonder what prompted it, really. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people have told Helen that, so I feel like she's like had some internalized stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, here's another example of... Um, Another example of Jake trying to be helpful and it not quite working. Uh, no, no, honey, I, you look great. Everybody looks great. Perfect. That's not what I... I'm not perfect. My nose has imperfections. That's imperfection, sweetie? I knew it! Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, he's, he's trying so hard and... I love him in the beginning. Everybody looks great. <laughs> Everybody looks perfect. He's just trying to be 
He's just he's just trying to avoid any kind of sort of argument by just going by just trying to be you know yeah everybody looks great. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we have Miss Barch and her experiment. Oh, Kevin, what have they done to you? It's just makeup, babe. Don't touch me, you freak! Can I take this stuff off now? I don't like not being liked. Put that back. You'll take it off when I've crushed your ego. <laughs> I mean, when the experiment's over. <laughs> oh, you gotta love Brittany. Don't touch me, you creep. <laughs> it's like, what have you done to you? And then, what have they done to you? And then it suddenly turns around and says, don't touch me. <laughs> uh, this is probably one of my favorite little um, little bits of the episode here. What's rhinoplasty? Exactly what it sounds like. Well, they could use it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Quinn. <laughs> well, she obviously. Well, I guess at least. I guess at least she knows what a rhino looks like. I know. At least she's not that bad. <laughs> we have um, Doctor Shaw here. What brings you here? It's my nose. Oh, honey, nothing wrong with that nose. That's a pretty little schnoz. It's a schnoz. No, it's the tiniest little thing. Thank you. Can you fix it? Oh, honey, I wouldn't touch it. It would be a crime against nature. And an ethics violation Dr. Shard just doesn't need right now. <laughs> oh, so that's an ethics violation. <laughs> that's that's um, one problem she won't have, then. <laughs> so um, we've got uh, a doctor's joke. This is for you, Daria. Open it when you've got some free time. Then I want you to examine it, get comfortable with it, think about it carefully. Change your attitude, hon. Change your life. It's not leftover nose pieces, is it? Humor may lift your spirits, Daria, but it takes the professional to lift your buttocks. <laughs> Doctor's joke. <laughs> Her voice. <laughs> it's Daria's thing. It's not leftover nose pieces, is it? <laughs> oh God. Could you? God, you'd even imagine that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, so basically. So basically, we find out, Dari finds out exactly what's in the box. You're just mad because she figured you out. Dr. Shah is really smart about people. Oh, yeah. She's got my number, all right. Dr. Shah's pre implant temporary bust augmentations for evaluation purposes only. She knew just what I needed practice boobs. <laughs> That's gotta be the most. I would just be like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you even doing at that stage? Right. <laughs> so as we said before, Jane has her own. Jane has her own um, look at the situation. And to top off the day, she sends me home with a pair of fake boobs. Says they'll change my attitude. Boy, she was really trying to make you insecure. I know. If I didn't have such low self-esteem, she might have gotten to me. Anyway, I don't think your attitude's so bad. You probably only need one fake boob. <laughs> <laughs> only Jane. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like the little sort of, the sort of the sort of nod as well, but right back to the first episode as well. Right. She's like, if I had low, such low self-esteem, she might have gotten to me. <laughs> Kevin gets some advice. Man, I need your advice. You're used to being unpopular. Thanks. It's really bumming me out that people hate the way I look. Well. A respectable member of the medical community once told me that money can make anyone beautiful. Hey, thanks, Daria. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of oh, a light bulb just going off in his head at that stage. Right. <laughs> that'd, be, um, that'd be probably um, one of the few times he actually has an idea. 
I know. <laughs> so anyway, um, Jane obviously wants to see the um, implants. Oh, Daria, don't be shy. Show me your boobs. Hmm. Why did I think this would be more interesting? <laughs> I just love that bit. Oh, she just looks at them and thinks. <laughs> to be honest, I could have just stopped. I could have just stopped that clip. At, you know, show me your boobs. But I just thought. Oh no! That, 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 that other part makes it even better. <laughs> and again, as as we said before, as if on cue, here comes up Chuck. Hmm. Call me Country Bumpkin, but what is it? It's a fake boob. <laughs> <laughs> Guess he's not quite ready for a physical relationship. <laughs> Just, that's a weird over-the-top reaction. Right? Like, he freaks out so much about it. <laughs> so Quinn, meanwhile, is trying to get um, a collection for her surgery. It's not even like I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it to bring honor to the school. Oh, well, then why don't you apply for a federal grant, dear? Send an inquiry to the U.S. Department of Deluded Adolescence. Is that E-N-C-E or E-N-T-S? <laughs> it just oh. goes right over her head. It really does. Right. At least she knows how to spell. I mean, gotta give her that much. <laughs> and um, we now, le- and then we eventually go on to learn the extent to which Quinn's collection is successful. Here, this is all I got, and it's for you from Upchuck. Why? Deposit. He wants to rent that fake boob for the weekend. I dread to think what he wants to do with that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> Nobody wants to know. Um, speaking of things that people probably don't want to know about, um, Daria probably doesn't want anyone. Daria doesn't want anyone to know about this. I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, and I'll deny I ever said it. But there's nothing wrong with you, physically. You've got the kind of looks that make other girls mentally ill. So stop it. You don't need any plastic surgery. You're perfect. Why do I bother talking to you? <laughs> One of the few times that Daria actually like said something to Quinn that's like true. <laughs> She's just like, you know what? <laughs> it's being sincere for once, and it's like, and Quinn's like, why do I bother? Well, you know, I mean, I guess that's the price you pay when you're sarcastic ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> meanwhile, Brooke. Meanwhile, Brooke has a disaster. You could like see her brain. Or at least that's what Tiffany heard from Doug, who heard it from Brenda, whose cousin works in the emergency room. At another hospital. In Belgium. <laughs> just love the addition there of where that's going. Just just a chain. <laughs> uh, you could, like, see her brain. <laughs> like, I doubt that is the case. No, it's just, just the way she basically goes on a chain of who said this to who, and Dari just adds, adds, takes it a couple of steps further. <laughs> it's not surprised it didn't go there. <laughs> yeah. And finally, um, here's Kevin... Probably is how Kevin interprets Daria's advice from before. Hey, what's up? Here's five bucks. Hey, thanks, man. You're pretty cool. Hey, Bobo. How would you like five dollars? <laughs> oh, hey. I think you just got a little guy. Nigga Nice. Really nice. I like you. I <laughs> <laughs> just... I don't know why. Just, you're really nice. I like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just so... Uh, <laughs> that's, just, that's just Kevin, basically. Sums Kevin yeah. up in a nutshell. <laughs> exactly how he would 
do that. So, um, yeah, I think we're done with that episode then. Two cubes. And with that in mind, <laughs> two cubes. It was a thing. <laughs> so, we're going to move on to something a bit different. Normally, this is the point of the show where we'd normally do fan fiction. Um, but we're not this time, mainly because we ran out of ideas. <laughs> uh, I mean, we kind of talked about this, and like we both kind of haven't been as... We haven't been reading as much fan fiction, no. so... No, this is true. It might, it might return. At, it, it might do it again at some point. Yeah, never know. But we're doing something. I don't have a... I don't have a sound clip specifically, so I'm just going to put this in because why not? <sighs> I'm going to have to write something new for the occasion. I suppose in a way it kind it of fits. It still kind of fits, actually. It kind of fits. <laughs> so what we're going to do is talk about a thing we actually... Well, we'll get on to something else in a minute, but a post that was written originally about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, this particular thing, we'll have a link to the show notes, it is a thing that was written by um, Charles R.B. and Brian Taylor, which is a pitch for a 2016 version of Daria, which literally starts with, it was actually written in 2015, but they've basically just altered the title, and he's just altered the title and posted it back up. Somewhere well, else. hey, I mean, it still works. <laughs> it still works. I mean, it's only a year ago. Oh, so they've made a few edits as well, so... What's it for you all to see? To be, contained as, to, to be condemned as unpopular and badly dressed. <laughs> so basically, this is the idea of a revamped... Um, well, a, a new version of Daria. So it's, it's a fairly lengthy piece, as you might expect, because it goes into quite a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, it kind of breaks down, you know, the main bits of the plot and everything like that. So it basically suggests that, you know, um, there's quite a bit of black humour and sort of a lot of, well, barbed, well, to use the term in the art, in the, in the, uh, in the writing here, barbed words, and said, oh, you know, they take it sort of further than the old show, because, you know, these days, as, as it points out, you know, you, you can kind of get away with darker humour than probably you could have back then. Um, especially in cartoons. Like, even though it was on MTV, there was still kind of that, you know... Couldn't go too far. <laughs> it lists some examples of um, saying Adventure Time has gags about Princess Bubblegum running a police state, you know, things like that. Which, as someone who hasn't watched, I haven't watched a lot of Adventure Time, so I can't speak to that. But oh, it's yeah, I was gonna say I've seen some probably the episodes that they're uh, referring to, but yeah, it's it gets it does get a little bit darker at times. And and, and as it, as we pointed out, you know, the sh- the show and Daria and Jane in general do get less. Um, bitchy as the series goes. I mean, they're, they're quite bitchy in series one, Daria in particular, season or season one if you prefer, and you know, thing, thing, they do sort of soften up as the series goes on. Which I've always kind of wondered, which this kind of brings up, if they would have um, if they would have kept that you know, throughout the series, how it would have gone. So that's something to kind of think about if they ever, you know. <laughs> so, you know, basically, basically the suggestion that, you know, it, the, the humour's got to be even blacker than it was before. The, basically because, except for example, the US is in a different, the country is in a different state economically now to how it was 20 years ago. Yeah, so that the whole, it talks about like how, uh, and like season five, how they're talking about like college and everything. It would definitely be a lot different if they were going to do that today. We've, we've already done um, college board before. I mean, I'm just, I'm just imagining right now, this isn't, well, at, at this point of the article that I'm reading from anyway, I'm I'm thinking about how different that episode would certainly be in a modern context. I mean, you've already got Jake with the bursar looking through all this stuff, thinking, well, what does this actually all pay for, and things like that. Oh, God, yeah, can you, you imagine, imagine that? Be- you imagine that being a lot worse now. 
<laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Maybe it was even ahead of its time. So, you oh, know, yes. it goes on to talk about how the the characters would be. So, Daria is pretty much, you know, pretty much as she was before. There's not a, so not a massive change, you know, it's, as it points out, you know, sarcastic cynics are always in fashion. Or clothing, which is out of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> which is very true. <laughs> and she probably wouldn't have to dress that differently, even. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Obviously, there'd be a lot more internet stuff, so it, it, it talks about Daria, you know, writing fan fiction and connecting with people online and stuff like that. Which I could see definitely playing a bigger part than it did in the original show. Because it, it, it's kind of, as I mean, as it points out, it's not really hinted. There's not really... I mean, it, it would be interesting to sort of get an early handle on the idea that Daria wants to be a writer, which seems to be something that is kind of hinted at further on, further down the line. In a few episodes, but, like, I guess it does make sense. They didn't really, you know... It's not like they started out kind of putting that in the beginning i mean i, I mean it, with it being a new version obviously it gets it get, it gives you a kind of a chance to do stuff like that though doesn't it i mean yeah it's true i mean it literally says if you hadn't met, met jane she'd be basically posting on six sad world basically oh, yeah. saying <laughs> basically described in this world as an unholy combo of cracked and conspiracy theory websites which i could totally see <laughs> and you know jane can take her places you know that aren't her room basically which literally, literally quoting the article, she's the kick up the ass that Gotham needs right now, <laughs> and Daria will do things over time. But you know, she has, she has a harsh sense of right and wrong. Of course, mainly, mainly a sense of what's wrong. Again, kind of is. Um, you could probably see her being even more judgmental, possibly. I suppose, having if she's reading what she's reading. Oh, I think so. I could see her being even worse. <laughs> and also moves on to Helen and. Helen and Jake being, you know, they've hated each other for years and all this sort of stuff, so they met at a different time, so... Yes, yeah, so they end up meeting in the 90s, which is actually kind of funny if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, was it? By, t- by 2016, they're sleeping in different rooms and lying to themselves about why. I mean, if we did go with the whole idea that it would be a little bit more of a black, like, black humour, it does make a little bit more sense that they would not be as close as they probably were. In the original, I mean, there have been a lot of theories about sort of the marriage, how strong the marriage really is. I suppose in the past, generally, so it probably makes sense that it's more overtly, you know, not the happiest of marriages right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Helen, obviously, as before, would be doing a lot of, um, would be overworking herself again. Mm-hmm. And she she actually makes part. She's actually made partner a, a law firm this time. I guess that would make more sense now, maybe. Yeah, definitely. It would be a little bit more progressive, I feel like. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sort of trying to figure out how to get through this quickly, really, because otherwise we'll be here for an hour talking about it, to be honest. It oh, is no. quite a, it is quite a lengthy gonna... article. Uh, we don't have to talk about everybody, but I mean, it pretty much goes into, like, I know it kind of talks about Mystic Spiral and, like, how they would have a little bit more of a following thanks to YouTube. That makes sense. I mean, the idea of, um, well, it says them having to actually be decent at playing their instruments <laughs> yeah, in, in the modern age. <laughs> But you know that their songs are still a bit, um, are still a bit questionable. And you know the the very idea of Quinn basically in this modern age basically be making social media her big thing. Yeah, she has like all these followers, <laughs> like all of her social media sites. And you know she's probably actually able to make money from all this stuff, and that, and that that would totally happen. Yeah, that's uh, I can definitely see that. <laughs> I mean, I mean the fashion club generally you. You know, making videos about you know fashion and stuff like that. You know, just commenting on various things. And I feel like Daria would hate that. Daria would hate that so much. Yeah, I don't want to see Daria doing her. What's this here? Tiffany. Tiffany is actually is actually out Daria-ing Daria and out Quinning Quinn. 
um, which is interesting. You know, I can see that if they actually like utilized her character a bit more. Which I feel like they would actually do that. Like if they did remake it, like we were talking about earlier. Like I feel like they would all have personalities. <laughs> yeah, Tiffany, T- Tiffany is described as being dull and apathetic because you know her family. Essentially, her family's rich, and she she locks God, so she she doesn't get personality. Basically, there's an interesting one. Stacy having an un- undiagnosed mental condition and is easily pushed around. Well, I mean, that's for not really a far stretch. No, it really isn't. <laughs> and then as I said, we get on to Jane, who is. This is this is the other thing. The difference is we have to be honest about the fact they're loaded. You know, just you pay the bills, whatever. Here's the ch- check. The lawns, the lanes, or the lawns as they were a 19th century family member changed the name. Yeah, Jane. Jane draws a web. Jane, Jane draws a web comic. Which I can see. I can totally see her being pretty active online with her drawings. I mean, I. I mean, we we were talking briefly about something the other day where we're talking about the possibility of Jane like actually making videos for Mystic Spiral and stuff like that, and maybe doing art making videos of her making art as well and posting them online. I mean, she obviously dabbles in video with the webcam thing and she does actually mm-hmm. f- try to film Mystic Spiral, so it's not that far out the... R- that, I don't think that's far out the realm of possibility in a modern setting. Oh, no, and I feel like <laughs> Mystic Spiral is still going to be pretty cheap, so oh, yeah. <laughs> like they can afford actual <laughs> video production. The idea that Darius has, still has a crush on Trent, but it basically goes away very quickly once she le- once she gets to know him. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does in the original, too. Sorry, sorry to all those Daria Trent fans out there. <laughs> uh, Monique, who is actually, who actually is, she has a band that is actually doing something. Which I could actually see that happening, too. <laughs> yeah, and they, and was it, she may or may not also have a bedroom laptop um, solo black metal EP released under a mysterious pseudonym that got a big marketing blitz and focus from the cool kids. There's a question whether or not Trent was involved. <laughs> Which that would actually kind of... Like, I feel like putting the show into, like, a modern setting kind of gives more room to explore the characters. Because, like you said, they kind of have, like, a basis to go off of. You know, that's the one thing that's good is you always have, you know... Yeah, and then it goes on to talk about Lawndale generally, how the town tends to be sort of towards middle class and upper middle, which, when when you think about it, kind of just makes sense generally anyway. Yeah, because a lot of them, a lot of the characters are rich, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have big houses, and, you know, you've got the successful business people and all that. You know, you've got, um, and obviously you've got two, um, in the nearby area at least, you've got at least two um, private schools. Mm-hmm. Got, obviously you've got Grove Hills and you've got Bromwell, which are kind of... In at least near, at least near enough to drive to. Yeah. Um, Bromwell's probably similar, to be honest. Yeah, most likely. We don't ever get to see it. But, I mean, that would be another area to <laughs> maybe get into. And obviously, you know, Lawn- then you've got Lawndale High itself, which obviously looks more um, up-to-date, basically. And, and, yeah. And has a, has, a corp- has a corporate sponsorship, which obviously <laughs> is not surprising at all. No, not at all. Hello, Slime, of course. Londo High also boasts it's the safest school in the country because there's somehow enough in the budget for bulletproof skylights. <laughs> so, <sighs> and the football team is pretty good. You know, the idea that Principal Lee can do whatever she wants to ensure the team looks good, basically. Mm-hmm. Gridiron is a minor god in Lawndale and only Mammon outran- outranks it, or Mammon. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Um, you know, Lee is pretty much... Same as she was. It says, these days, the funding is really going to play a lot differently, though. The school needs the cash. She'll always keep funding for security because her career dovetails with things like Columbine and the war on terror. So she's obsessed with the school needing to be ready for the apocalypse. Which makes a lot of sense. Like, that would just give her, like, leverage. <laughs> do, yeah. Martino pretty much the same, except it was probably in Iraq rather than Vietnam. 
Yeah. O'Neill, rather than being sort of new age, is trying to basically be be trendy and, and use sort of new age language, you know, to get to basically show he's he's um he's he's down with the kids basically. Which I could totally see that happening. <laughs> you almost think like he's trying to in a way. I mean, even as the series goes on, you feel like he's kind of trying to. Yeah, he's like trying to be you know hip. Barch, who was a bitter straw man feminist ever since her husband left her, so instead she's basically no, she's basically depressed depressed and cynical about life generally. What does it say? She's what Daria could become if Daria gets too into her angst. Which could happen. I mean, I can't... I can't I mean, it makes a point, though. I can see sort of the, her character as it is then being a little bit... A little bit much iffy, a little now. bit much for this for the modern times. Manson being a character who... Mrs. Manson being a character who will make more appearances, basically. And they're trying to basically say that Daria needs counselling. Which, that honestly makes sense, because I feel like now that's, like, a bigger thing. In schools and stuff, like that's like a bigger. Yeah, it's like the her and Daria are basically trying to get, are basically trying to get, get each other. Basically, it seems a lot more confrontational, to be honest. This version of Lawndale, if I'm honest. Well, if you think about it, think of how many shows now are so much more. You know, there's a lot more drama involved. <laughs> so we've got the um, we've got the, the students anyway. Kevin Thompson, who said he's he's much like Quinn, and he's never had to be smart, so he never tried. Being good at sports basically gets him everything he needs. Isaac, Kevin's got genuine brain damage from the football he plays, and he's going to get dumber as the show as the show goes on. That's kind of sad. <laughs> and Brit- Brittany and Kevin cheat on each other, but there's nothing new there. And he says, you know, she hits she hits Kevin hard and manipulates him at some time. So you can either scrub or run away or run with and say, Brittany's an abusive girlfriend. Coin toss. <laughs> Upchuck basically being a pickup artist, a men's rights activist. Oh, I love to- that idea. <laughs> That's like my I love that idea. I'm like, because it totally would be. Like, if that was Upchuck now, that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> when women don't like him, he says, oh, they don't... He goes off to rant about it, saying they don't like... You know, they don't like nice guys. <laughs> I could, oh, God. He, yeah, I see it. definitely be that. <laughs> he both loves and hates Daria, basically. Because he, he, he wants to attract her, but she's also constantly brushing him off, and he doesn't like that. I don't know, I'm just imagining this in my head. <laughs> like this like whole Lawndale thing at the school like that would just be <laughs> Mac is actually given a personality this time because that was kind of the problem previously really that Mac wasn't developed much because they kept well they kept changing his voice actor all the time so yeah so that kind of made it hard to give him, so they give him you any know, sort of backstory he has one of the poorer families and so he needs he needs scholarships to get to where he wants to go as well as as he even says that's kind of what is it college yet kind of infers anyway yeah yeah the, and her parents are pretty much the same as well yes yeah, it's, it's not really like a lot of changes it's yeah, just it's not really massive, that... just just sort of updates really yeah that would have to happen if you know you remade it now can't have everything exactly the same or i don't think it would really work oh mac doesn't like daria basically as well <laughs> i could i could see it <laughs> like the, 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 the basically because she's completely bitchy and doesn't sh- shut up to quote it, to quote the thing burnout will be re- will be a recurring background character again so then we move on to grove hill which we were just talking about before briefly um yeah it's it's pretty much elitist um people the kind of the idea of kind of merging grove hills with fielding basically because it's not really just because fielding's not shown in the original series yeah that makes sense and i can honestly see that being more of a plot point than it was in the original like just having that other school because you know most of the time it's there's always some kind of rival somewhere yeah and then you know there's the sloans obviously so basically they're gonna there's a change to how tom works essentially that um you know, he's Jane's casual boyfriend because they they click basically. 
and they don't and they don't last long. There's a bunch of story things as well, you know, arcs and that. I don't want to. Oh no, we don't have the. Uh... I don't want to go too far into this because, as I say, we, we, you know, we don't want to go into this. Um, you know, there's well, basically the Diary and Tom thing. Is it's it actually it actually starts in season two, basically, but then it, they break up, which would make a lot of sense. Well, it says the first relationship. Um, one recurring theme is for everyone is that it's hard to deal with the reality of daily life, so people just don't. <laughs> which makes sense. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, that's pretty much... I think I think I'll pretty much call that most of it, because it is quite long and there's a lot of stuff, but um, there'll be a link in the show notes, basically, to all of this. It's, there's a lot of good points. I mean, there's not a... There's no, I mean, there are a couple of pretty decent deviations, but I think for the most part it is just an updated version of the old show, which could probably work, actually. Yeah, I think it's worth the read, just because, like, they do... They do a good job of kind of keeping it to the original, you know, and still making it different. Yeah, this is, pro- this is probably how you would want a modern version of Daria to how you would hope that a modern version of Daria would be done. And yeah, probably exactly. how it wouldn't be done. <laughs> the exact opposite. I mean, it depends if this was an animated series. I mean, I think in in the future, we may or may not do talk about potential live action. I mean, you, we were just talking the other day about um, another another person who could be uh, Jane in a live action. Oh, yeah, we were. Because I can't... I mean, this is just my personal point. You know, I don't think it has it doesn't have any merit. But... I don't think that they would honestly make another version or revamp the show unless it was live action, just strictly because of the nature of the show. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, you know, there's sort of there've been debates, or there've been articles. I mean, ever since I mean, ever since that trailer showed up of you know that 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 comedy trailer of a live action Daria. Oh yeah, with with Audrey Plaza, and it kind of <laughs> that springboarded the whole thing all over again. Yeah. That'll do it for that anyway. Uh, there's there's a link in the show notes to this to the full thing. So if you haven't read it, you know it, it's a good read. I highly recommend it. And so with that done, we are going to move on to the final part, which as ever is this. Next on Six Ed World. Apparently that was a lot louder than the clips I played because I just nearly got my ears blown off. Oh really? <laughs> so here's an interesting one: illegal rubber duck race halted by police officers in Cotswolds Town, Burton on the Water. Onlooker said it looked like something out of Hot Fuzz. So this is from the. Is this is this even legitimate? This might not even be real, to be honest. It's on the comedy section of um, the You know, Podcast. it might not be, but you know what? We we hear on this podcast. <laughs> no, actually, I think it might be real. Actually, I mean, hold on. No, oh, there are no there are there are actual links to legitimate news sites. So yeah, they're, they're, this is a real story. So um, it has a link to the Guardian, so that's how we know it's real. Um, police officers were called into action over an illegal rubber duck race disrupting the peace in, the Glo- in a Gloucestershire village on Sunday. This is this is literally this is a new story from the 22nd of June, so it's a brand new one. Burton on the Water in the Cotswolds was hosting the event in an effort to raise money for Blood Bikes, a charity which offers a free blood and medical equipment delivery service to NHS facilities. Shortly after, a hundred bright yellow rubber birds were let loose into the river near. River Windrush. You can probably see why I stumbled over that a bit. A disgruntled local called the police to invoke an ancient law that says the river may not be used for fundraising on a Sunday. It's like who know who even knows? Yeah, an <laughs> that, ancient like... law. 
<laughs> this river may not be useful. No, that's such a specific thing. Right. Officers swept into action after the tip-off and threatened to arrest the organisers if the event wasn't shut down. I have to say it's out of the whole day, bystander Jonathan Dixon said. Talk about using a sledgehammer to crack a nut. The officers look pretty embarrassed about it, and I can understand why. It was like something out of the film Hot Fuzz. Surely the cops have got better things to do than to stop a rubber duck race in the Cotswolds. I guess not. <laughs> I, just want to, to honest, I just want to see a rubber duck race, to be honest. I just want to see one. Right? Like, why would they want to stop it? <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just a, one of those things that you just want to be there for. However, some local residents were less than supportive of the charity event's efforts. It is frankly unfair to expect the village to put up such nonsense from these undesirables who ruin the peace and quiet and then accuse us of being killjoys, one person told Gloucestershire Life. It's probably because you are being killjoys. <laughs> it's for charity. Like, what are you complaining about? <laughs> You know, if 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 the shoe fits, I was going to say if the bill fits, and I just said it, so never mind. <laughs> I'm surprised at how the lack of puns in this article, considering it's a Huffington Post article. But anyway, right. a police spokesman <laughs> said, spokesperson puns. said at about 2:45 on Sunday, the June the 19th, 2016, police responded to a complaint that a number of motorbikes were parked on the village green, contravening a local bylaw protecting the site. Now things get different. An officer asked the riders to move their bikes, which they kindly did. Organisers of the duck race were given advice about guidelines and permissions governing the staging of events of the green. Job done. No word on whether or not the police went for a cornetto afterwards. Oh, I can't, like, I just can't believe. Like, who calls the police about this? The idea of them calling the police over the bikes is is probably, you know, understandable to an extent. But, I mean, not the ducks. Yeah, like, not the duck part. That's a little ridiculous. I'll be honest, this is, I, I've literally found this probably about half an hour before we started recording, and it, it's made my week already. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. The idea, of a, the, idea of a, the idea of a rubber duck race is just... It's one of the few joys we have left in life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing we have to look forward to. <laughs> anyway, that's fun. So, yeah, that and more weird things. Once again, um, a link so you can read the article yourself and... Get a look at the um, at the wonderful gifts from Hot Fuzz, a film that I quite enjoy, yeah, um, incidentally. But anyway, that's that. And um, I believe we're going to call it... On that note, I think we're going to... Um, no, I won't even go there. We're going to end the show. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to... The puns are calling you. The puns are calling me. The puns are calling me, but I resist. So, yeah, we're back and... Thanks for listening. Who knows? Uh, the, the next episode we will we will be talking about the big house, which um, should be oh, interesting. That's a good one. Anyway, we will be back at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, hopefully it won't be another nine months. No, um, we will see you in 2017 for the next episode. <laughs> we are on Twitter. Some of us. Um, you can follow the show at Lawndale Lowdown. You can follow me if you wish to at Ogonork O G N A W K. The website is thelawndalelowdown.com. Um, you can email us lawndalelowdown at gmail.com and we have a facebook facebook.com slash lawndalelowdown which since i think since is it since we did the last episode that that actually has its own little the facebook actually has a simple address like that or oh it does yes yeah because it did originally have some weird thing that we had to link to yeah you have to like wait a certain amount of time before you're allowed to to change it but it yeah. has changed yeah so that's good <laughs> and i don't know is there there's not much is there anything of yours you want to sort of bring people's attention to before we um before we leave um not exactly <laughs> um, we haven't uh, i don't know whether we've mentioned before that the art the podcast artwork was actually created by princess pasta so yeah it was and what fancy art, what nice artwork it is 
And, yeah, I think we'll call it a show there. So, um, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>